the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael, playing Thorland. I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing Dana. I'm Ernesto, and I'm playing Truco. And I'm Kevin, and I'll be playing Russ. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to the Savage Tales of Eberron. Using the Savage Worlds rule systems. This is the Mars of Lazar. And let's let's get in right away with our background question for this week. Do you believe in the rule of law, or is it, or is personal freedom more important to you? And how did you come by this? Well, for Truco, we'll go first and definitely say that um, he's truly from this from this so far this history. He has been like a really lawful type of guy, trying to follow all the rules, not to try and not try to speak up against his authorities and get lashed by it. Uh, but not speaking seriously, he's really not about not about law in any shape or form. He's uh, more of a free, free guy, free spirits, going through the wind and uh, and seeing where things, where his lives and the situation that he sets in uh, take him. Um, he probably uh, come by this by, uh, and I did jump, jump first here, sorry. Um, uh, he'd come by this by being in his early life, uh, street children and learning that law doesn't bring him uh, much benefit to survival and uh, yeah based on that uh, not taking law uh, as a rule and more of a thing to avoid and manipulate as possible in order to survive and get a benefit uh, the better why don't you go next, uh, Torland? Well, in a traditional sense, uh, I guess I suppose that you could say that I have four codes that I follow. There is the Galifardian law uh, from when I was younger, and I still, I mean, it's a little bit hazy at this point, but uh, it is still in my memory at times, and I'll see something done when I'm in Berlin and say, oh, that wouldn't, that wouldn't go, that wouldn't... Uh, be abided uh, in the olden days. Uh, there is the Brelish law, uh, but those are all things in the past now, and, and they don't apply uh, out here in the principalities, or at least they certainly don't seem to. Uh, so now, you know, I am just uh, beholden to the codes of, of Goladrin and the traditions of of the family, and of course our feudal lords in house, uh, excuse me, clan Kolkorin. Uh, that is very important there. Luckily for us, most uh, think a little bit differently of the dwarfs and the Moorholds. They are known as stoic types. Solidarity and tradition, very important to them. Gulkaranhold is a little bit different. It is uh, 
well, my ancestral home, but it is home to our feudal lords of, of the clan Colcoran as well. And they are a little bit less traditional amongst the 12 holds of the dwarves. They allow the free governance of the tenant families uh, so long as their tithes are met and their levies filled and the captain's orders uh, on the high seas are followed. So our family of Coladrin, we have prospered under this uh, rule. Uh, but we still buck every once in a while, I suppose. Dana? Well, the answer to the question of whether Dana believes in the rule of law or por puts greater importance on personal freedom, uh, the answer to that question is yes. Uh, <laughs> she is quite content to follow and uphold the laws of a given land, provided that those laws are, in her eyes, fair and just. Um, she will not blindly follow authority just because it happens to be the authority in a particular place if its laws and tenets are ones that she doesn't support. Um, but she's also, you know, not that kind of free agent where her own personal freedom surpasses all else. You know, having grown up in a small village in Northern Seer in which everyone just worked together for a collective good, she very much believes in the rule of, well, yeah, that kind of collective law, for lack of a better word, where you're in a group, you're in a community, you've all agreed to follow a particular code, and that needs to be upheld for the good of all. Um, so she will, she will happily supersede her personal freedom to a law or code that she believes is just and good, and will happily fight against a rule of law or code she believes is oppressive or evil or cruel. Russ. Yeah, so Ruskell, Ruskell's a metro boy. He's a city boy through and through. And uh, and so I think he trends towards law and order. His family's always served the crown and uh, and he's never questioned the importance of law and the social structure and all of those constructs that bind them. Um, I don't even think the morning changed that. He's been in the military uh, long enough that even when that structure collapsed around him, he still tends to seek, you know, uh, the, the biggest person in the room, the person who can give the orders. Um, because when you have as many people in a city that have to move around and uh, have to follow those things, then, then order is what lets let society keep functioning. I think he believes that. All right. Um, Torland, you got the recap for last week? Oh, last yes. Session? Let me uh, let me recollect here a little bit. What's what is happening? Uh, it's a new day. It's the 19th of Zarentir. Uh, we're woken up by the sound of the morning bell. Right off the bat, we're confronted by a group of deckhands who are apparently woke up a little bit salty, uh, and some Cloud Reaver dwarves and a half-orc are among them. So there's a fight that starts. Um, I see that my goddaughter, Dana, is attempting to reconcile peacefully, but uh, the blood fervor is within me, and uh, I see an opportunity to, to prove a little bit of the reputation of the Coladrin dwarves. Truco and the Siren and I, we all take the chance to vent some frustrations and uh, 
So I get a chance to show the metal of of a cauldron dwarf, even in a fist fight. And I go and pummel each of them into the drawer, into the ground, uh, challenging the others to remain <clears throat> and spread the word of what a civilized dwarf's fair play looks like. Um, as the fight concludes, we realize that the sound of the morning bell is still going on and uh, uh, just ditching the voice because I'm losing it here. Uh, and note that there's little time for chit chat. So we take what meager compensation the unconscious foes have. I find a bailey pin, tuck it into my sash as a prize and disguise a dagger uh, in some of the uh, barrels for later. Uh, and then in the process, the Siren and Dana have introduced themselves to each other. I go ahead and listen in on that, um, sort of get reacquainted with who this fellow is possibly for the second time. I'm not so good with names. Uh, so my second impression of this Siren is a little bit better. He's carried himself well in this fight and responded reasonably to uh, my suggestion reiterated by Dana that this Rus or Ruskill might have not earned the stripes that he is wearing on his back. Uh, later on, we drag up these unconscious foes up to the main deck and Master Scourge gets further on the bat on our bad side by adding more lashes to Truco's back, or at least the promise of doing so later on in the evening during Bloody Hour. Um, we're assigned our daily duties, which go mostly uneventfully, uh, with a few exceptions. Rusko, unbeknownst to me, goes below decks and investigates some sort of whimpering noise that he had heard the previous day. Uh, he finds this character, this dullard Albear. Uh, who is guarding a doorway by the bulkheads in the cargo deck. This owlbear is tarred and feathered by uh, Roos's observation, and he suspects that prying too much into the individual's uh, condition might end up in a clobbering for him, so he leaves. Truco, meanwhile, discovered that uh, Cutthroat Grok, the quartermaster of the ship, is away from her duties at 3 p.m. on most days, uh, managing to find this out by shirking his duties. And Dana gets a new angle on this uh, lecherous gnome known as Conchabar. Conchabar. Chonkabar? Uh, it turns out he's press gamed like the rest of us. In the evening, we go to the galley. There's mugs of grog. We find the cod reaver dwarves from early, and now it's time uh, to see what they're worth if they can bury the hatchet. And it turns out that they hold a bit of a grudge, these cloud reavers. So they turn up what's left of their noses and walk away. And uh, in the aftermath, I take the opportunity to tell a tale of my ancestor, Coladrun. Um, and finally, Truco gets healed by Sindara Quinn and uh, leaves her dumbfounded in the midst of a sanctimonious advising. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I didn't. That was quite fun. The, end of it. <laughs> the tables have turned. Indeed. Yeah, I'd actually say uh, that spelling of the gnome uh, is the is uh, I know it is Bar. I actually liked your first pronunciation, which I can't replicate or remember. So. Oh, I've been saying Conkabar. I think it might have been Conkabar, yeah, or Conchabar, Chonkabar, yeah. Old Chonk. Old junk. So, um, morning time arrives. New day comes. Uh, Dana, you are already up and 
a little bit earlier than everybody else because you got to go help fish guts with the prep in the morning food and everything. Not that there's much prep because it's just sea uh, tack, you know, hard biscuits uh, is all everybody gets in the morning. Uh, but you do come there to help him out. Uh, is he mobile this morning? I'm about to find that out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, he is mobile, but he's already got uh, a, a stein in his hand, and he's he's been drinking. As you as you come up and talk to him, he's uh, there's alcohol heavy on his breath already. He's like, morning, Marilas. <sighs> Take it easy today, fish guts. E- e- easy on what? He just tilts another back. <laughs> and I reach out and and try to. Um gently but firmly remove his mug from his hand oh uh i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be aggressive i'm just trying to be like hey you've had enough you're taking you're taking uh someone something very important from a pirate i I think that's yeah give me a give me a persuasion check minus uh minus two all right well here's where my free reroll comes in handy I will take that free reroll. Got a three. Yeah, and, another. and another three. I'm not betting it. He can have his. He can have his draw frogs. So you like reach out to generally kind of grab his cup, and he's all like, "Hey, hey, get your own grog." Uh, I, I, I'll get my own grog, grog later. I just um. Go. Uh, we should get, work get the, together this morning. I had to make the whole meal yesterday, you know. Get get the biscuits. And uh, with that, you know, everybody's kind of lining up out on the ship and getting their morning. Uh, breakfast as you you know which i don't think any of you really consider breakfast but it's something in the belly um so uh and before you leave uh, yeah before you leave fishbuck goes don't spend too much time out on deck gotta come here and gotta work on tonight's meal captain wants something special oh well i'm sure this time you'll be here to show me around this galley it's not very organized uh, and as you're walking away, he is, uh, you, you see him filling up his, his mug with some more grog. <clears throat> and, um, so that in the morning on the deck, and let's see. So Truco's the rigger. Correct. Uh, and, um, and we got, uh, our two shipmates, two swabs. All right, so uh, Master Scourge is like barking out orders to various different people. And then, you know, he looks at you, Truco, and he goes, get up in the rigging. Work work on the upper rigging this morning. Make, you know, check all the lines and everything. Make sure everything's uh, in good order. Place anything that needs to. It will be the finest work up there that they'll be ever ah, Shut your mouth and get going. <laughs> and uh, so your check for the day is going to require an athletics roll uh then followed by either another athletics roll or a boating roll so you're gonna make two rolls for your daily check uh okay. i do them now uh you can roll now remember your roll i'm gonna okay. be sending some other tasks so two so just to clarify two rolls either athletics, yeah. both athletics athletics or whatever right i will leave yeah. okay. an athletics check then another one followed by an athletics check or boating check um okay. what do you got dana I still want my adventure card. It might be a real good one. Didn't everybody get an adventure card? I did not. Uh, I did. I, I did. thought I 
Yep, we got him. No, I do, I do not have one. Okay. How about now? No, I do. Thank you. Okay. Um, so Master Scourge looks at you, Truco. Or not Truco. Torlin. Just kind of looks at you and sneers down and goes, uh, grab one of the Sansos block and swab the deck today. And uh, he looks at you, he looks at you, Ruskell, and just goes, "You too." No response. Just gets to work. Okay. Uh, and uh, I can share that roll with you. So it'll be an athletics or a vigor check. Um, uh, I think Russ so is during, gonna, uh, I think Russ is going to work diligently. This one. That's uh, that's what you're going to do for your ship action. Work yeah. diligently. Yeah. So you'll get a plus one for your. Uh, Athletics or or vigor check, you can pick which one. All right, I will take a minus one and visit the quartermaster. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you're gonna go shopping today, huh? Uh, and uh, do you think Truco. that you can cover for me if uh, anybody notices that I'm gone? Yeah, I'll I'll keep cover. Mm. Uh, Good man. I'm gonna Benny my athletics roll. And I'll take um, the four for success and take a plus one on the vigor check. No, it's actually it's an athletics or a vigor check. Oh, for the for the swabbing and then uh, yeah. So the your fatigue. athletics check, the athletics check would have made it a plus one. Okay. Uh, then either way, I still would have been because it was a two and a one on the first roll. So I'll, yeah. yeah, so it's a five. Um, okay. Darlin rolls a four. Uh. That's with your minus one, since you're. Uh, I believe I put shirking duties a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um. So you find an opportunity early in the morning. Well, you know, Truco and Dana, you guys can think of what you want to do for your shipboard action today. Well, just start running through this, and uh, since Rush is just working diligent, and he's got just his head down, he's, you know, you got the you're using these kind of like. Uh, you know, there's these there's sandstone blocks are kind of almost like a pumice stone type thing, you know, with some water and stuff like that. And you're just like, you know, in a sense, almost like sand in the deck of the ship, just working the whole decking and everything like that. Um, you do have to be careful with the poop deck and the quarter deck because no crew members are allowed up there as long as the captain is on uh, that deck. So you have to wait for your opportunities, various opportunities when the captain is not on the quarter deck to go up there and start scrubbing those. Uh, so Patorlin, you find your moment, uh, you know, when Master Scourge is, he's, he's cracking his whip and he's going off yelling at somebody else. And you kind of s- slip by into, uh, down into uh, the quartermaster's store. Uh, it's early morning and you, and you see uh, Grok there. Yeah, give me a notice check. Notice check. Of course, yeah. It's five. So this is like the first time you've noticed. You haven't really had much interaction with Grok at all. And you actually notice that, uh, so she's, um, she's a strongly built half-orc, uh, kind of hair shaped on the sides of her head. So she's just, it's just coming off the top. And these, uh, long locks pulled back into a ponytail. Um, She's pretty strongly built. You know, she's definitely got some orc ancestry with her, kind of like a, you know, a light green tone to her skin. Uh, but the thing you really notice actually is you notice a big scar uh, across her neck. Her, there was clearly at some point in time, there was an attempt on her life. Um, and- uh, Does it look anything like a, like a rope burn or is this like a- clearly No, it looks like scar. a knife cut. 
it looks like a knife scar. Uh, and so you get a sense of where cutthroat grok, where that uh, nickname actually came from. But before you're going up there, actually, as you walk in through the door uh, into that small hallway where the galley and stuff like that, you see this, um, uh, let me find her. You see this small little halfling, um, just like she just turns away from the door with Grok and she just and she just starts starts stomping away and she's just like blasted damn well stupid half orc doesn't know what doesn't doesn't know how to help people doesn't know anything and she kind of like almost she's got her head down and What's she's just like cussing swearing she just kind of looks up and and then just kind of looks back and Grok kind of walked away from the doorway and she's just like I keep trying to get my fiddle back from Grok she won't give it back to me nickel and dime she's like, huh she doesn't like my my damn attitude. She's just she doesn't know what's good for her. She somebody ought to throw her in her kyber, the little sassy little manicure. Well, I can't stand anyone who crowns and sovereigns people either. Um, uh, give me a persuasion check. That's a ten. Nice. Um, <clears throat> she just kind of punches you on the arm a little bit, and she's actually. It's then when you definitely notice she seems, for a halfling, she's pretty built. Um, and the punch actually hurts a little bit, even though it was just kind of like a Josh and kind of thing. And she goes, what, I like you. I, I I heard yesterday you, you whipped the crap out of some of those riggers and sycophants of uh, Master Scourge, huh? Well, I can see that both of us uh, take picking on someone our own size, literally, huh? Oh, all these stupid foul pirates know better than mess with Rosie. I'll kick their asses from here to Kyber. They got nothing on me. Well, it's, uh, I suppose that I'm pleased to meet you then. Rosie? She, she kind of like steps into the galley way just a little bit. And she's just like, you, you're here to talk to Grok? Uh, I am. I'm actually, as a matter of fact, something similar. She has uh, an instrument of mine that I'm looking for. You see her eyes just kind of like brighten up a little bit. If you manage to get that back and you manage to get my freaking fiddle back, I would be very grateful. Well, do you know that there is an advantage in more buying power? Perhaps if we pool our resources, we might get both at a discount. Oh, that's part of my problem. I don't have any money yet to give her. Well, you know, there's got to be two sides in a partnership. What exactly are you proposing in return for my aid? Well, some friendship and some accompaniment if you're a musician yourself. I mean, do you really like playing by yourself? Are you that much of a stupid loner? I wouldn't say so. It's good to have an accompaniment, but uh, I can make no promises now. Getting my footing on the ship here. Still got my land legs. Well, I don't know. I'm just asking. And she just kind of throws up her arms and like, do what you will. We'll see. I don't. I don't fucking care. And she kind of turns around and walks away. Yeah, Torlin will turn to Cutthroat. Just march on in. Uh, so again, she's got a. Uh, there's a door with kind of like uh, it's a half door and the upper half is kind of like some bars with an opening that you can pass your stuff in. So um, you can just walk up the door. Yeah, what do you, what are you, uh, what are you here for? What do you want? I've come to bargain, cutthroat. Uh, 
You don't mind being called that, do you? <laughs> Getting off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Those thugs tried to kill me a long time ago. I take it as a badge of honor. Well, it's good to wear your uh, wear your scars where some, those can see you. Uh, and Torlin turns his head and shows the <clears throat> the marks from that were burnt into him during the last war. Um, listen, I don't know what sort of rates that you offer, but uh, I found some some acquired some weaponry, and I'm looking to make a trade. Surely, uh, a sharpened dagger, freshly sharpened, uh, could pay for that harp that you have in your store that I've heard of. Let me see if I can get to a little bit different voice for Grox, because she did have her vocal cords almost severed. <laughs> um, Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so what kind of equipment are you looking for? <clears throat> I have a dagger, and I have a belly pin, and I am looking to get... The belly pins you can find all over the ship. That's not yours. Well... No, it's not mine, but I've won it in <clears throat> in an appropriate uh, manner. If you don't trade in goods, you must trade in some sort of favors. I definitely trade in goods. What is it you're looking for? I'm looking you, for the harp. Your harp, you said? Hmm. It's, she not kinda, kinda, she... it's not good use to anyone on the ship but me. <clears throat> give me a um, give me a persuasion check. You know I'm gonna dump pennies on this. Uh, I'm gonna go for an ace here. Oh, there's. Uh, all right, that's an eight. He that's got an eight. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so it's harp. You're gonna be playing some. Are you gonna be performing tonight for us then? Uh, well, I do take requests. Uh, what sort of what sort of shanties would you be interested in? Oh, the body kind are the best. Well, I know one about uh, the bloody beggar of of <clears throat> Dolan on the river. Maybe I could tell that one. Wow, this this ain't much good to any to the captain. Uh, yeah, you owe me five nights worth of songs, eh? It's a deal. So with with that, she uh she passes your harp through. Let's see if I can uh, actually find it for you. You could have tell us, tell her something like it. It will sound as nice as your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're not here, I'll give you a penny for that. <laughs> I'm not there, but I'm imagining. You could give me a penny for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can take my idea. I'm, uh, I know where. So yeah, you get your heart back. Nice. I'm going to stick a Zelda item acquisition sound in there. <laughs> Are you uh, looking for anything else from her? Um, I mean, you do you do have some coins still, and you got the dagger. Uh, yeah. How much coin do I have? I'll ask about the fiddle. But uh, It's, uh, it's on your character sheet. Uh, I threw it into your character sheet last session. I thought that I, it was all lost thanks to uh No, you, you didn't one. lose everything. He lost most of it. <laughs> Just not all of it. Well, how much for the uh, the fiddle there? What fiddle? You, there's no fiddle in your gear. Oh, uh, are you keeping track? You have an inventory, huh? I'm looking. Well, I want to purchase. I'm the, the quartermaster. I know all the stuff that's in here. 
Of course I'm keeping track of it. Fair enough, fair enough. I've come from sloppier ships in, in my time. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. You're not the dumbest dwarf on this ship. I'll offer you a Gadafar for the fiddle that's in your invent inventory. You mean a fiddle from the halfling? Uh, what's it to you? It's a fiddle that I'm going to plan on making use of during my sounds. Uh, give me another persuasion check. That's a five. Um, she kind she looks at you, kind of puts her arms across, and she goes, 15 sovereigns. You must have a, a bit of a uh, recognition, don't you? I'm one short. Do you take credit? <clears throat> so that five songs just become six, and the fiddle's yours. How about on the fifth night, I'll give my tips for the fifth night to you, if anyone throws any silver in my cup. You think these bozos here are going to tip you? You're damn right I do. Six songs. You haven't been on this ship long enough. There. All right, here you go. Uh, turn on heel and take off. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to seek out the halfling now or do that later? Um, later, I suppose. Okay. Um, Truco or Dana. So, uh, we'll go with Dana. So, Dana, you get you get back into the galley. Um, it's not looking good for fish cuts, uh, for him to be very helpful tonight. Uh, he's drinking quite a bit, um, sort of kind of in his seat and he's just like, all right, all right you, what, what we need you to do. And he starts like mumbling some stuff and then it quickly like spades in quality. So you are going to be stuck preparing the meal again tonight. Okay. Um, he'd mentioned something about the captain wanting a special meal. I don't suppose he let on uh, anything about that. No, not really. Hmm. Is um. Uh. Hmm. And there's there's no one else kind of in around. It's it's just me and him. Yep. You're kind of, you're kind of on your own there. Uh, I'm. Okay. It's still going to only be, it'll still only be one check for tonight. Uh, um, I I think I'm going to wind up working diligently as my shipboard action, but I also want to kind of poke my head out into the hall and, and yell for a runner. Um, Unfortunately, that's not one of our friends today, but... Yeah, uh, give me a notice check as well. Uh, so eventually, this um, this dwarf comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, you've seen the dwarf work with Master Scourge. Okay. Are you what the blazes, blazes do you want? Well, as you can see, Fish Guts here isn't much help today, and he mentioned something about, uh, about needing to make a special meal for the captain. I need you to, uh, to go find either the captain or Mr. Lagra and come back and tell me what it is the captain would like tonight for supper. I think it benefits all of us to keep her happy. <laughs> and he just turns around and starts walking out of the room. All right. Um, would it? In... Um, and with that, that was um, a four on the uh, on the notice roll. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's see. 
So yeah, the the galley's quite the mess, um, but you do have plus one on your check tonight, mm -hmm. or today, I should say. Um, so you can make a survival check plus one or common knowledge uh, net minus one. Common knowledge net minus one. So wait, the common knowledge would also be minus two then? I'm... It's either common knowledge minus two or a survival check. Okay. So, and you have a plus, you have a plus one to either of those. All right, I'll, I've got a better chance of the common knowledge minus one. So here we go. Oh, what is this? Okay, I, sorry, the, the floating menu is, is really getting in my way. Okay, common knowledge. All right, that is a success. It's a four. I don't want to snake guys the meal for the captain, so I'm not fishing for a raise on this one. I'm going to stick with four. All right. And I'll say, as you're like rummaging around, so of course, you know, there's a couple couple wooden work tables in here. Uh, there's a bunch of cupboards, um, a stove against one wall uh, that's got a flame that's always seems to be burning, uh, you know, tables, uh, and, you know, shelves. And like I said last week, there's it's just chaos and madness in here. <laughs> And as you're rummaging through stuff during the course of the day, uh, trying to find some stuff, uh, you manage to actually find in here, you find a short sword that's in here, kind of like wedged be between like a table uh, okay. and a cupboard. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to leave it or or pocket it or take it, I should say. Like just carry it openly on my person? Uh, whatever you want to do with it. You know, uh, there are other pirates here that are definitely armed and have equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys just aren't. Yeah. Um, for now, I'm going to... I'm going to leave it where I know it is for later. Okay. You'll probably want to make a note of that yourself somehow. Remind yourself that uh, you've, you found a short sword here in the galley. Mm -hmm. Know where it is if you need it. Yeah. Um, and in that regard, I'll say, you know, a couple of things that's actually out in the mess hall uh, that are noticeable is uh, just next to the door. There is uh, like two harpoons and a spear and a grappling hook that are kind of like set up on the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've gotten the impression in the past that uh, they are uh, fish guts equipment. Well, I got to use the harpoon the other day. Yeah, you got to use one of them. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Okay. Truco, what are you planning for the day? Uh, well, in Truco's case, um, being a participant in the Bloody Hour two times in a row uh, made for him not want for that to be a third option, a third situation. So <laughs> in, a, in a row as well. So he will just be diligent with his, with his job and, uh, and just enjoy it because uh, it's been a long time since he had um, uh, the, uh, to work, uh, I mean, uh, on a on the upper ringing, and just just swinging through the ro in the ropes and just doing the notes, the notes that he knows and and he learned from his time at at uh, sailing as well, and he will just try to be efficient and uh, try to show uh, that he is good at it. Um, just uh, maybe in a uh, trying to show his work uh, to Scourge uh, okay. to see what he makes up of it. Uh, but yeah, just being diligent. And that will be uh, my two roles. Uh, 
will be uh, the first one. It's a five, now a six with the plus one. And uh, the second one was an eight, now nine uh, because of the diligent bonus. Okay. Um, yeah, so you don't have any trouble with the work today. Um, it's work you've done frequently before on the ship up and in, in rigging jobs before. It's nothing incredibly difficult, even though it's a lot of it, you know, especially, uh, you know, you seem to have an act that actually when you put your head down and do something, things come, things come easier. Usually. No, it's only, it's only like in a certain degree that's like when you're slacking and waiting to the last minute to do things that you burn yourself out more yeah um and um anything else during the day for anyone uh like outside of ship actions uh i mean mostly the only certainly the only opportunity any of you really have to chat today would be russ and torlin since you are both doing the same jobs today um torlin would be interested in seeing if um well, I don't know. He doesn't know who's been press gang, so never mind. Nix that. Okay. Um, evening comes, bloody hour comes. Uh, a certain uh, Tamroth Scrimshaw gets three lashes for laziness uh, during bloody hour. And with that, the evening meal comes uh, that Dana, you are the one serving kind of on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fish Guts is, by this time, he's well incapacitated. Uh, asleep, passed out somewhere in the mess hall. And uh, the kind of meal comes uneventfully, relatively. Is anybody up to anything in particular during the evening? As you all kind of remain off of Mr. Lagra's or Master Scourge's radar today for the first time <laughs> in three days being on the ship. Where Where is everyone else this evening in, in terms of the three of you? Uh, Torlin is is doing his best to recollect the tale of uh, the bloody beggar of Dolan on the river. Uh, it's, it's been <laughs> yeah. quite a long time since he's told this story. So, in the mess hall, there's a group that has set up some ar- an arm wrestling competition after dinner. Uh, they're doing that as some entertainment. They actually uh, smashed some glass bottles, and they have the glass on either side. So if you lose, you end up getting your hand smashed into the glass. <laughs> uh, but they are betting on it and having some fun at that. Uh, I'm. Is Russ down in the galley? Yeah. You taking things in, kind of by himself or with people? Uh, I think Russ and and Truco probably. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, would probably have seemed to form a little bit of a friendship and are probably at least hanging out together. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. And I mean, Sindara's hanging out with you uh, with you as well. Oh, if Sindara's here, I was going to go see her later, but if she's here, I would like to ask her a question. And I don't mind if Truco is here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, thanks again for, for patching up my friend here, Miss Quinn. Uh, any chance you've been she, lo- she, she does look at Truco a little bit and he goes, uh, c- certainly he's... Uh, I think you're welcome. I am. He's got a funny way of showing it, but uh, yes, def- definitely. Struko is just eat, eating like standing up in his chair, just like, like like standing up like in a kind of. Dana would be approaching your conversation, but not quite taking a seat, just kind of standing there for the moment. Miss Quinn, is there any any chance you've been down to the cargo hold lately? Uh, no, no, I haven't had a uh, huge chance. 
if you get a chance, uh, maybe sometime during the day, you might want to go down there. Uh, there might be some, some healing equipment down there that, that might be useful to you. Uh, actually, you know, healing. Russell, Russell lowered his voice a little bit and go, they're keeping somebody down there. Are you, are uh, you actively trying to hide it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. give me a stealth check. I will absolutely Benny this. It was a three. There you go. There's there two go. aces. Another wow. ace on the D4 nice. for a nine. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, you kind of like wave. You at least wave her over. I don't know yeah, if Trooper leans in or not. Out of curiosity, he will be nowhere here. She, as soon as you said, she goes, oh, yeah, yes, that's Al. Master Scourge kind of considers him like a pet. He's a bit of a simple-minded. Yeah, I, I gathered that much. Got that talk Shh. like uh, common ain't his first language. Not oh, a good common way. is his first language. That's what I'm saying. Is uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure common is his first language, and he still has that talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think my first day on the ship, I saw him bring him out and uh, arrange some fights uh, as entertainment with the crew. You know, he fought some other members of the crew. Right. So, sorry uh, to interrupt here, but is are you saying that there is an old there is a talking old bear down here <laughs> in, the, in the ship? N- no, uh, well, not that. exactly. It's it's a it's person. like a circus thing. Or like his, he, I know I need to know his backstory. Where, where he where does he come from? <laughs> Don't know. I, I didn't really get a chance to ask for his life story, but he looked like they did things to him, and I feel like maybe if you get a chance, he might be hurting. I don't know. I'm I'm not a doctor, but um, I I I certainly have some powers of healing from our way, but I'm not I'm not a, I don't consider myself a doctor either. Anyways, it was just a, a thought, you know, uh, in case he was was hurting. I couldn't really tell. Trugo sw- uh, switches his face from being a bit smirky and 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 uh, just uh, being okay, but not to be a bit more serious. So uh, you're saying that. Uh, there's an actual person that is like yeah, in prison the prison game it's a person he oh. was he was chained to a wall and guarding a door and it looks like they tarred and feathered him and now he calls himself owl bear somebody called him owl bear but they're the way they're playing along is uh they uh they stuck feathers to him uh, but we need to free him out where is he gonna go if he gets free there ain't exactly uh, a field to run away in i i don't know somewhere it's Master Scourge has him guarding the office, one of the entrances into the officers' quarters. Figured that's what it was. Anyway, I, I I don't I don't know what I was was really thinking. It was just an idea. I just don't like seeing people that happening to. Them. So I imagine you probably wouldn't have heard most of this, Dana. I would not have, like- and I I wasn't trying to actively snoop on them. I was just kind of waiting to see yeah. where people's attentions would go and and as the conversations perhaps winding down well, I just kind of go <clears throat> oh uh you were that that soldier what you were you in house denneth 85th and you uh well I, I was in the order of the northern cross as it shows <laughs> may I join you seats free and I pull up a seat and kind of look a little sidelong at, at Truco and Sundara and uh, I guess look more more pointedly at uh, at Truco and say, "You kept your head down today. That's good." I did, my friend of common lashes. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think you are better than me and 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 uh, at keeping 
yourself together and uh, following orders. I'm not, but thankfully this day wasn't the case. Well, we all have our parts to play. Um, I, I kind of look a, look at Sindar again a little uncomfortably and say, um, would, would you excuse us? I can't hear you, Phil. Yeah, me neither. Oh, she Sorry. says, certainly, as she kind of gets up and uh, uh, wanders over to the arm wrestling that's happening. No. And there is a message in the chat window for y'all just to consider during this. Oh, oh this floating menu is... So, um, I, I lean in towards Russ and Truco. I, I've learned a few things in the past couple of days, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if you have as well. And I think they're things we can use to our advantage. I, I commend you for keeping your head down, uh, Shifter, but well, there might be a time when we don't want to, and I don't want to rush into it. But let's see where the wind takes us, yeah? I know what you mean. Hopefully that time comes soon enough. Storms are brewing for sure. The galley is um, surprisingly well armed. I will just say that. Should um, should we need to defend ourselves better than the other day, though, though that was rather successful. Uh, well, and Turgo takes out the dagger that he took from a dwarf and put it puts it in a table and spins it. Uh, at least we're a bit more protected now. At least me. I love my daggers. And I take back take it back to you know, I've I've met someone who might be of use to us. Um do you remember that ridiculous looking gnome? <laughs> the one that tried to flirt flirt with you? Yes, that that's the one. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a uh, question DM. Is that the same gnome that is working uh, as well? That's in, uh, as far as, as you guys have seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you work with Comic Bar. He's a rigger, and okay. as far as you have been able to see so far of everybody in the crew, he's the only gnome on the ship. Okay. Okay. Yeah, hard to miss this little guy. Uh, as uh, though he might want to be a little too friendly with me in particular, I think he might. I think he might be a friend to us. He he suggested that he does not belong on this ship any more than we do, and he seems to have. A certain degree of skill at fitting in, but also standing out. Um, he was very adept at relieving me of my money last night. And uh, there, there is more to him than meets the eye. Truco, you can give me a notice check. Sure. Uh, that's a four. Four. Um, so in the limited time you've worked with him, uh, he is definitely quite a bit of the... Uh, posh dandy uh not sure if the, these are going to trap uh translate very well for you uh, yeah yeah we are trying to think of different words uh <laughs> that's okay I can, I kind can, of like a <laughs> kind of like a playboy okay okay now i, now I um, that's my more global global reference. yeah um, posh is like high class and sadly dandy. okay oh he's definitely more dandyish than he is posh okay He's definitely got more of that uh, kind of thing. You can look up Dandy to their... Uh, okay. Uh, so, but there's... Um, you would need to see him more, but you definitely get the sense that there's... Um, he doesn't... He, you don't get the sense that he's 100% comfortable on the ship. Okay, okay. 
I would say uh, to Dana. Yeah, that, that that's um, the gnome. It's um, yeah, he's a he's a rigger. He, we, we work together. I have seen him uh, do his thing. Um, he seems out of place to some extent. So I definitely can see why you say that he will be of help to us. Uh, certainly. Um, well, let's I see like... where are his skills first. That we have to assume. Well, he's very good at talking, and I, I suspect he might cheat at cards. Oh. Both of which are useful. Something that I always wanted to learn, but never could. Well, I, I cannot help you with that. <laughs> how, how have you two been, been holding up? Are you keeping well? But as well as could be, all things considered. I mean, everything's kind of relative when you're best ganged onto a pirate ship, particularly one notorious as this. Well, yes, but, well... I'm sure, well, I've seen worse days, and I'm sure you have as well, Russ. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can take it as a, I mean, at least my first press gang experience, I took it more of a vacation type of thing, rather than being press gang. So it was a quite a nice experience. They went fast. Um, this situation, though, it's uh, a bit more of a struggle. So it's, I mean, I think you should try to be press ganger more times just to know exactly what, how the experience really is, but because it depends on the ship. I, I think I will be content with, with just the ones. Thank you. And, uh, okay. Be sure um, to write it in my journal. <laughs> you what in your journal? So I'll be sure to write it in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> do do. Is, Get press now, um, more have, often. <laughs> I have oh, okay. one favor to ask the both of you, if if I might presume. Sorry, I Dana, I didn't hear you. I have one favor to ask the both of you, if I may presume, and, and I would owe you each a favor in return. Seems to be a popular currency on this ship. What else have I got? Shoot. I, I look over my shoulder and gesture to where Torlin's telling his story, or, or playing the harp, as whatever case may be at the moment. And I say... The old fellow, he can, he can, he can look after himself very well. He's been doing it long since before I was born. But it would be a personal favor to me if you helped me ensure that he continues to uh, be able to look out for himself. I would not care to lose him to this ship. Is he in some kind of mortal danger? Miss Quinn over here is a healer. Not in any more immediate mortal danger than the rest of us, though he did suggest that Scourge has it out for him, and those uh, the Cloud Reaver dwarves. Uh, there, there seems to be some some bad blood, more more so than with the rest of us, and just um, he is important. I mean, some bad blood that was certainly a piece out by the assertions of domination that was that last fight with them. So I would say. Uh, maybe they would want, if they respect the fight, they want uh, lashing us all, again. All I'm, say, all I'm asking is, if he does get into trouble that I cannot help him with for one reason or another, please try. And as I said, I will owe you an, an equally significant favor, each of you. I'm certainly uneven here, since you guys... If I have to be honest, you did help me uh, last morning, so uh, I, I owe you guys a favor, and uh, 
and I will have to return it at some point. I wouldn't say. Usually my my favors are a long term payment. I don't of them really often, but a favor is a favor, and uh, even on even on the streets, a favor is still uh, a good currency. Indeed, it is, and I hold my hand out to shake Truco's hand. Uh, well, <laughs> is mean, this too much I mean, for Truco? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm tempted to do the <laughs> like, uh, like spitting on the on the hand. And just is that what you it. do? Yeah, yeah. Just occurred to me. I I look and yeah, I do the same. I get right in there, hork up a big one on my hand, and slap it up to yours, okay. and then okay. promptly wipe my hand down on my pants before holding, before uh, extending it to us and say, "What say you? A favor <sighs> for a favor." Sure. Why not? Russell extends his hand and it's gloved. Give all three of you bennies for that. Uh, Torlin, I might assume your nighttime action was another performance? Yeah, it's going to be uh, an entertain. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the first thing I'll do is go and find Rosie and give her the fiddle. So you just kind of lead with the fiddle? I'll lead with the fiddle. This is fucking awesome! Thank you so much! It's great! Yes. Oh, Rosie's so metal, I love her. Uh, uh, uh. This comes with attachments, like you said. You're going to hold to your promise? Yeah! You, are, you, are you playing tonight? I can play with you tonight. Well, in a, in a manner of speaking, I've made a deal with, uh, <clears throat> with Cutthroat. Five performances and they've got to be bloody. Ah, screw her! But I'll join you. Blood's good. Um, so we'll set about rehearsing, I guess, arranging how the accompaniment. Um, she like she extends out sort of thing. Um, she actually, instead of extending out a hand, she kind of like punches you again in the shoulder. She goes, "Thanks a lot for that. This is awesome, Rosie Cuswell." <laughs> and she ex- is my name. You know, What's I your name? To use that a little bit later. Uh, Dorlin. Dorlin Coladrin. You're all right. I'm no Cloud Reaver. Yeah, they're all overrated anyway. But yeah, let's play. So Dorlin and uh, Rosie will go down to the galley and uh, set about on a stool uh, or whatever other fixture there might be. Uh, and he will begin to tell uh, a tale. Uh, it would be in some sort of... Uh, rhythm or rhyme uh but what i'm going to describe you know won't be um this is a tale um, that uh dana would would know of it's called the bloody beggar I'll, of dolan on the river i'll have rosie support you uh oh, playing her fiddle good. um oh yeah i want to i want to benny that anyways well let's see what she gets um and she has a benny she'll spend a benny anyways that is a five it's success anyways let's see if she gets a raise Oh, almost. Nope, another five. So she would give you a plus one to your performance check. Okay, awesome. Uh, I forget how So I that would that, make so your three a four. Get that a Benny. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that would put that at an eight. Eight. Yeah. How do, you, how do you add the plus one? Oh, okay. I think I found it. I can manually do it after the roll happens. Okay. Um, yeah, I see that now. After you roll the first time, any of the modifiers down in the dice tray don't do anything. Okay. Um, 
So this is a tale that uh, Dana would have would have heard before. Um, it actually was told to Torlin by uh, a Siren in the Prisoner of War camp that he was uh, a part of a long time ago, or just a short while ago in, in Dwarven years. There was once a beggar who sat upon the docks of the Siren border. He, like many others, was left without home and without health uh, by the war. He panhandled and listened to what tales would be told by travelers and sailors. And Rosie's just like strumming it at the end of every sentence. One day, a crew of privateers came into port looking to resupply. They mocked the beggar for his circumstance and abused him and dragged him through the mud. But not all appearances are as they seem, for the beggar was himself once a smuggler, and he stole away onto the privateer's docked ship and found their Carnathy letter of mark. For Dolan on the river was a Siren port, and he gave that information to the Siren sailors, and they formed a lynch mob, and it was the beggar himself who slashed the throat of the privateer that had harmed him. Mm. And uh, nice. looking at cutthroat like... Oh, here's a question. Is I did is, give you a Benny uh, for that. Master nice story. Scourge in the room. No, not at all. The officers, especially after the evening's over, the officers definitely go to their own space and leave the crew alone. Okay, fair enough. Um, he will uh, lean into the I, bloody aspects for Cutthroat Grok at the end there. Okay. Um, yeah, you would gather there's actually underneath the mess hall that you guys are in, uh, also on the weapons deck, which you guys are forbidden to go to, there's some doors at the back end of the weapons deck that lead to an officer's mess hall. Um, and then even below that in the cargo hold is where most of the officers sleep at night uh, or they sleep in the officer's mess hall if they don't have their own room. Uh, so you would know that. And that's, that's generally where they spend their evenings. Uh, but there's definitely a separation between the, the crew and the officers. Uh, that's more even more pronounced during the evening. Um, so anybody else want to do a nighttime action this evening? But I got. We'll try and go through those uh, pretty quickly and then take a break if anybody has one. Uh, yeah, I would, I would probably, Truco will probably distract a bit in the conversation by looking at the at the uh, game, uh, people wrestling there, and, and he will try to um, quickly try to um, gather some information about the, the contendants and see who is the best one to bet and bet okay uh so you want you don't want to participate in the arm wrestling but you no. do want to bet on them no wrestling. definitely drugo is not uh, he wouldn't want that kind of thing um so yeah we'll just make this uh that'll just be a how much do you want to gamble do you even have any money yet uh i do have uh one thing uh that oh, yeah. i see in my inventory the you got that hematite the hematite, uh, and I uh, will bet with it. Okay. Uh, but I will. Um, I don't know how to. When you want to resume the, the the. I don't know what check I will. I will have to make. But I will. I will try to, if possible, um, try to sneak in one of those uh, glass shards that it's on that are on the table, and try to place it underneath one of the contents one of the fighters or the ones that I'm going to play, uh, in order for them to like get distracted by uh, by uh, putting oh, feet you want... on it. Okay. Um, and then bend, bet 
uh, against it, basically. So I will say, uh, normally it would probably be a gambling check, but since you're actually betting against some people, I'll let you make a notice check. Okay. Uh, minus. I was hoping for uh, maybe a thievery check. Well, actually, what, um, the sleight of hands table thing. Well, you're definitely going to be making a thievery check. Okay. Okay. To, okay. For the glass. Of, so actually, do that first because that'll probably determine everything. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Okay. Let me just, let me do that. Uh, I okay. will make this uh, an opposed roll. Okay. And I'm just. That's a seven. Do you want to keep that? Uh, I'm tempted to ban it. Um, Sitting on six sure, bennies. I, yes, what are yeah, you holding on to him for? I don't know. That's a four. I will ban it again. Just one more time. There you go. That's better. No, that's a seven. Okay. It's still seven. Oh, I have a I have a minus one because of the wounds that yeah. I think I, I don't have it anymore. So that's an eight. Oh, right. Yeah, she did yeah. heal you. Sandara yeah, healed you the night before. I forgot that. Yeah, sorry. Oh, hey, I took off the wound and it automatically changed the roll. Nice. That's awesome. That's, that's new. Um, so that's an eight. This was an opposed roll, so we'll see if uh, I'm going to Benny that. I've rolled a five, and after the Benny, a three. Um, so you managed to just kind of, you know, just like leaning in, just like clapping somebody on the shoulder and stuff like that. You kind of like move the glass around a little bit without anybody seeming to notice, and you pull back. Uh, I was going to have you make a notice check minus one, or minus two, but since you were successful on that, it'll be a notice check minus one, because um, you, you did that. Well, actually, no, it was a good idea. Uh, straight notice roll. All right. Straight roll. That's uh, four. You want to keep that? Z uh, yeah, we keep that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You bet on the winning contestant. It was. Um, just let me look at my crew here real quick. Uh, it was Tamroth Scrimshaw, who's this big female orc. Um, uh, she was wrestling against Aureta. Uh, who's this ill-tempered half-orc, uh, and they were fighting. You bet on Tamroth, and she won. Uh, but since you didn't get a raise or anything like that, uh, we'll say you got... Um, I mean, you split the pot with some other people. Um, the hematites were 12. We'll give you uh, another eight goal, eight galifars. All right. I'm rich. <laughs> And uh, was there any other nighttime actions anybody else wanted to do for the evening? Well, let us go uh, to our evening break at this time then. Before we jump back in, um, uh, something to note. So, uh, the action to influence people, just so you're aware, is meant for uh, to influence them to make them become friends, right? So once they're friends, unless you do something to seriously sabotage that relationship, they're no longer in need of being influenced, oh. right? They're they're your friends now. Yeah, I, th I thought um, it was meant to be to provoke a specific reaction, like. No, it's part. It's part of the whole thing, and, and pretty much all of. Uh, at least the three aside from Dana, who've been press ganged before, would have a kind of a clear sense of that of, you know, being press ganged on a foreign ship, making friends 
is kind of important to survival to a certain degree. Um, and that's all probably up for you guys even higher being on a pirate ship with this kind of reputation. Um, so yeah, so the influence action is intended to specifically be is to try and um, make friends. Just know that depending on what the person's initial disposition might be, it might take multiple checks to make them become friendly. Okay. Um, so don't expect, even with a raise, that you may not make somebody a friend immediately, right? Um, but they may start moving towards that. Does Do that make sense? Do we have any way to gauge where we are with a particular individual as to whether or not we're like wasting our time coming back to them or? Um, well, I would say at this point, uh, the one that's clear is Sundara is a friend. Uh, she came out, She she kind of, She's not a Russ in particular, but uh, we'll certainly say over the last um, little bit, she's had some interactions with you guys. I mean, she willingly healed Truco uh, at the word of Russ. Uh, you know, there's been some off times during the evening of chatting with her. Uh, she was looking for friends as well, right? Uh, so she kind of started off immediately as friends. Uh, Torland certainly seems to have made some significant inroads with Rosie, if not uh, some strong inroads. Rosie's very friendly this evening as a result of uh, getting her fiddle back. At the expense uh, of my arm. <laughs> Go suck it up. You're tough. Yeah, and I would say uh, you would know at least um, Portland's just hamming uh, it up for Rosie's benefit. Uh, yeah, and Portland, especially Portland hamming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and especially since you guys aren't like necessarily a cohesive group yet as well, this may be individually, right? Um, mm -hmm. So like what just happened with Rosie w was between Torlin and Rosie, you know, uh, her initial disposition will be the same towards your other three because she doesn't know y'all. Um, so it's going to kind of work like that. Does that make sense? I kind of feel like even though we sort of like skipped past it, there would be some off screen sort of like work banter uh, for the portion of time that Torlin is up on deck between him and yeah. Roos, assuming that Roos is amenable to that. Roos is... He's just staring you down and, and sipping a cocktail. I know. Yeah, I think... yeah no. Uh, wait, I thought you guys could hear me. Yeah, Russ is, Russ is absolutely uh, amicable to that. Yeah. Um, so particularly those that are friendly, you guys can have you know friendly interactions with them anytime you want. Um, as necessary. But yeah, just realize you don't need to like influence them anymore to try. Because um, yeah, the influence is the influence action is specifically geared towards so like somebody's friend. Do, Makes sense? Uh, am I friends with, with Conkabar now? Uh, wouldn't say that. He is definitely uh, through your first couple interactions and your last interaction in the galley and stuff like that, he is definitely uh, much more open to you and friendlier to you. Alright. Uh, your interactions yet don't indicate that consider like uh, shipboard friends yet um I thought there was something else I wanted to cover real quick but I can't remember what it was that was the main one next day comes and calendar We're on the 21st now oh I forgot uh, last night Zephros was full there was one full moon out um any lycanthropes aboard <laughs> <laughs> Not that you noticed. <laughs> um, I feel like we noticed. 
is missing from the galley? Uh, so morning time comes. It is, um, you know, routines really starting to get set yet. You know, morning time, come up to the deck, kind of roll call. Y'all get your breakfast, uh, if you would call it that. Dana's up early helping with that. Um, and everybody, let's see, so uh, everybody can give me a common knowledge. Well, everyone has the boating skill, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To extent. If you have a boating of at least a D6, give me a common knowledge check. Do you have a D4 in boating, Truco? Uh, no, I do. Ha- I have a D6. Okay, does anybody not have a D6 in boating? Russ has a D4. Okay, you can give me a common knowledge minus two. I have a D6 in boating, and I got a 10 on the common knowledge. Okay. What did anybody else get? I got a six. I got an 11. I got a three and I'll leave it. (laughs) Russ got a three and he's leaving it? Yes. Okay, Russ, you've really, um, uh, your first couple days have been a rough experience. Plus, you know, um, so you've kind of mostly had your head down a lot like that. So you really haven't paid attention to where you guys have been going or, or where you're at other than just a real kind of general type thing. Um, Dana, you definitely can tell that after you guys sailed out of Regal Port, you actually headed uh, north, keeping uh, the islands to the north of uh, the Crown Island and uh, Argolos uh, to the, gosh, is left port? Left is port, yeah. right? Yes. Four letters. Yeah, so to the port side. You guys were heading north up the islands and, you, and you've skirted off and you've started heading uh, west now as well. Um, apparently, Truco's got some decent shipboard knowledge. Uh, Truco, you've... Um, you, so, Torlin, you have noticed you've noticed the same as well where you guys have been heading. Um, that you've been heading north instead of south where the Cloud River Principality is. Um, you still don't necessarily have any sense of where you guys might be headed or whatnot. But you also can tell that this uh, the Storm Reaver is fast. Um, from your time on the ship, you, uh, you can actually tell that, that the ship is crafted out of sorewood, so it is uh, traveling at quite the good clip. Uh, Truco, the difference you notice of that is, is despite the good clip that you guys have been going through, um, you can tell there's a slight sluggishness with how the ship should be sailing, right? It's still clearly faster than any other normal uh, galley of this because it's sorewood, but you would expect it to be even a little bit faster than it is. And it kind of, um, uh, you would have, we'll say that you would have heard from Russ, you know, the information that he gleaned from Sindar the first day that was on the ship that uh, um, that Prince Rockface tried to attack Tidewater Rock, wasn't successful, got attacked again, and took, the ship took on some damage, which is the reason why they went into Regal Port to make some quick repairs. Uh, so you probably suspect that there's some damage to the ship still that's causing it not to move at its optimal uh, speed. So just some things you guys have noticed. Now this is the fourth day you guys have been on the ship. Um, and wild racing. All righty. Um, so in the morning, uh, Dana, the galley you find, uh, it's one morning that, uh, well, I would say, so for the first time in three days, fish guts is not deep in his cups early in the morning. He's actually uh, somewhat sober. Uh, there's still a mug next door, next to him, but he's not quite drinking it just yet. Um, and he's asking you to, to help with the preparing the meals for the day. Uh, so it's going to be more cooking for the day mm-hmm. um, for you. So um, 
same check been rolling the same task for you for the last three days yeah. um so nothing exciting there uh and on the deck master scourge looks at you truco and all right, all right you, you oversized cat it's time for some rope work today take care of all the ropes today on the deck up on the lines coil them up stone got lots right. of work with with you well end up being a boating check boating check all right yeah uh, uh master scourge master scourge looks at russ and um and he, he goes you help the cat yeah. you know him and he points the true cup right and he goes help him haul him around the ropes bring up some ropes down from the uh from the cargo hold work on the knots everything there's some repairs that's going on so you're hauling rope and doing knot work all day today and he looks at you torland and he goes officers need a runner today so that's you torland get your stubby little legs moving hold my weight around the place at this point yeah and so yeah you're gonna be running all day um and those are the checks we can slightly hold off on the checks until we figure out uh what your daytime actions will be uh well yeah is there anything in particular that's coming up for anybody that they want to start with i would uh I, yeah i would hope that Conkabar either comes by the galley again or I'm or fish gut sends me to bring someone else a plate or a mug of ale or whatever because I'd like to I would like to play out some more influence with my with my little gnome buddy here uh so how do you encounter him um is everything fish gut needs typically in the galley um most of the immediate stuff is I mean you may have a particular time where that you're uh that you leave to go check some stores downstairs. The freshwater stores are down in the weapons, uh, on the weapons deck, mm-hmm. uh, as well as some oil, which sometimes Fish Guts uses for cooking. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to uh, to look for a little flask of oil. Okay. So I'm there, I guess. Um, hmm. do, I, do I know where anything is down there or am I just winging it and kind of poking through everything? Um, you still have lots of questions. You have rough ideas of stuff. All right. So yeah, I guess I'm just looking through the crates uh, to find a little, a little flask of cooking oil. Yeah, a bit lost there, lass. <laughs> you hear the familiar gnomish voice speak up, and when you turn around, Conic Bar's there. Um, again, his eye patch is on a different eye, and he just he just bows deeply and tips tips his hat. Not lost, but I fear my cooking oil is. Can you help me? Certainly. Um, and so he starts kind of rummaging around a bit. You know, I, as I'm rummaging myself, uh, say, I, I couldn't help but notice the other day. Well, I mean, how, how could someone forget a conversation with you, of course? But, uh, your suggestion that we... Flattery will get you everywhere, my dear. Well, it will with you, won't it? And I smile and wink. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'd, Where else you go? Keep I going. All that um, you suggested we had similar circumstances in arriving upon the Storm Reaver. Where, where were you brought from? Um, where was he brought from? As a big old eight on the persuasion check. That's um, I'm gonna nice. use your free reroll. Am I gonna use my free reroll? Oh no. Yeah. Are you keeping the eight? I'm keeping the eight. Um. Oh, my last uh, port of call was in Elysium on the seventh. On seventh. Elysium. Do you know Miss Quinn? 
I have as soon as I've met her on the ship, yes. But not before. No, nay not. Well, too. Well, I suppose we'll all have to make a few more friends on board here then. I and I imagine you you'd be excited to return to Elysium, eh? Yes, truth be told, I never intended to be on this ship. Um I do like a good game of chance. Be it cards or dice, anything works well and uh Well how the hell do you pronounce it? Alondra? Is that the that's the god Aladra. of chance, right? Yeah. Aladra? Aladra's fortune. Aladra's fortune, yeah. Um Aladra was not with me that night when I was uh I made the mistake of gambling with Mr. Lagra and lost. And uh and the there was something off with the drink that night as well. And I found myself now on the Storm Reaver. There was something off with my drink in Regalport as well, and uh, and my friends, too. Now... Yes, I don't get the impression that they look for uh, willing sailors here, so to speak. At least not this far north of Crag. Uh, we are fairly far north, aren't we? Well, I would, um... Hmm, how far do I want to push this? Well, is there... Are you hoping to learn or get anything in particular, or are you just uh, chatting with them? Um, I'm trying to find the right words to suss out how amenable he would be to um, eventually helping turn this ship back to Regalport. Or Elysium, as the case may be. Um, so give me a notice check. Yeah, I'm going to Benny that. Because you got a three. Yeah. That is a five. I'll keep the five. Keeping the five? Um, so from your brief interactions with, or your, your interactions with him so far, you don't get the sense that he's a true sailor, mm -hmm. right? Um, at least not in the way that you're accustomed to and uh, Torlin's accustomed to. Uh, also, during the course of the conversation, you get that the main thing that dominates his way of thinking is himself. Mm -hmm. uh, he does like talking about himself. Mm -hmm. uh, even though through the short conversation, he actually kind of dives into it much deeper and uh, uh, how much he likes gambling and stuff like that. Um, well, he skillfully took my money last night. Uh, two nights ago. Two nights ago. Uh, and you would say, um, I would say you're definitely, you definitely feel that you're making inroads with making him friendly, but I would say certainly at this point, you might be skeptical and might have a little bit more hesitation and broaching that subject with him without before making sure that he's truly uh on your side all right well then i'll just uh say but your your talk here has been uh it has seemed quite successful to you in uh getting him even more friendly with you well conic bar seems we found what we're looking for well at least i have to a certain extent and i hold up my little flask of oil and say you know where to find me if you if you always want to chit chat. Excellent. Well, my good lady, I will certainly enjoy. I always enjoy the company of the fairer sex. I, I smile and sigh a little and say, Conakbar, I cannot give you everything you seek, but I think you will find ah, that being you my wound me. You wound me. I think you will find that being my friend has benefit enough of its own. Ah. Uh, and with that, there's a little twinkle in his eyes, and he, like, winks mischievously. And uh, he heads off up to the top of the deck, because he is a rigger after all, so. Uh, 
Anyone else have a shipboard action that we're planning on? Daytime action? Yeah. Um, can you remind me uh, and us all, I suppose, uh, who the officers are that I'm running messages to? I got uh, the gunner, Tamaroth Scrimshaw? No. Grovis Stormbeard, the master gunner. That's the only one I got last time. Uh, Grovis Stormbeard is not the master gunner. He is uh, he is clearly the shipboard mage. Well, I don't have the best memory after all. Um, I'll give this to enough, especially so you've been a runner. This Russ was a runner time. the first day, right? Correct. And this is your second time the runner. Yeah, we'll give you enough. That we'll, we'll give you the officers. Um, uh, yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll type up the name of the officers real quick. Okay, um, speaking to them, I guess the shipboard mage would be of interest, um, but I was gonna just, I don't really need to roleplay it out, but try and influence whoever seems the most friendly to me. Um, give me a notice check. Okay. And what do I need to roll for the job itself? Uh, you're gonna be making an athletics check, followed by a vigor check. Uh, I don't know if that's rolling. Is it rolling? Refresh. Just give me one moment to refresh. All right. I whisper you something, uh, Kevin, if you want to check uh, Foundry there. I think it's a bit up on the chat. Yeah, I will miss whispers in the chat all the time. Yeah. Okay. So and that's addition, of course, to uh, Prince Prince Rockface herself. Uh, Mr. Lagra is the first mate, and Master Scourge is the boat spawn, and also serving as the master arms currently. What role is uh, Grovis Stormbeard, the mage? That's right. Uh, yeah, he's the ship mage. I'm. Uh, why doesn't the cards someone else? The yeah, someone else go while I figure this out. I think you've been uh, chopping at the bit there, Truco. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh thinking oh man we are this this is the influence day um because i want to influence as well um by also um yeah basically i want to influence master scourge in which way uh i know he's a bit <laughs> difficult to to talk to um but i will uh, try to do the best work uh, that I can at uh, alongside Russ, and then find a moment if I can speak to him and suggest uh, to him and say, I I just want to make a quick uh, form years of experience here at. at Before you go, real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Was it Torlin or was it you on the first day that also tried to influence Master Scourge? I didn't. Is that you, Torlan? Uh, it might have been, yeah. Okay. Then, sorry, go ahead then. Sure. Um, no, I would say, what the many years of experience at sailing, uh, I was about to, I did notice something strange about this ship that it's quite capable. Uh, but at the same time, it could be even more capable given the circumstances. Um, I believe there is probably some repairs to be done on the ship. And uh, if I may suggest, maybe either sending people to the lower lake to uh, find uh, some prob probable leaks and repair them, or maybe try to 
find a, a port in a lonely island and uh, uh, maybe gather some wood and just uh, try to uh, put this baby on shape and get it uh, sailing even faster than now. All right, cat. Just a suggestion, suggestion, nothing. Did I ask you for your suggestions? Uh, may I give you my suggestions, sir? Sorry, that's no, foot. no, you may not. You are not an artificer. You're not a repairer. You don't even matter on this ship, you stupid feline. Why are you talking to me instead of handling those ropes is beyond me. Uh, three lashes, a bloody hour for laziness. <laughs> I don't get to roll anything. <laughs> it's just this third me. time. This hates you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that was just. Liz wasn't three in a row. <laughs> um, I will. I will try to counter-argument if possible that I already did my job and I, I did it pretty well, if I may say. Has the sun gone down yet? Well, not here. It's somewhere else in the world. Yes. <laughs> that means your job. <laughs> I'll give you a penny for that, but that's not helping your case. <laughs> oh, I know. It's an entrance. I can't help it. Um. <laughs> oh. Why, Ernesto? <laughs> God, it's. Isn't that Roos's line? It's high noon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. If you think you're done, you're lazier than I thought. Six lashes tonight. Now, if I don't see your tail because you've turned your ass around and gotten back to work, I may consider putting you in the sweat box. Trugo <sighs> kind of uh, recognizing his situation. Um, he will like try to fight himself into saying something more, something else. And uh, this is just giving up and going to uh, continue his work. Okay. Um, so Torland, um, so yeah. from a couple couple days from your experience running, uh, even though it's still early morning, um, pretty much from your observation and your experience, most of the officers don't care anything about any of the crew. Um, largely, there are there do seem to be some uh, uh, sycophants to Mr. Lagra, Master Scourge, trying to get in good with them, but you don't necessarily get the sense that Mr. Lagra and Master Scourge really like them in turn necessarily. Um, so most of the officers are, are best case scenario, very gruff to you, if not just outright very rude. Uh, the two that you would consider like most amenable to you guys is uh, Cutthroat Brock and Fish Guts. Uh, seem to be at least reasonably neutral to you guys. They don't seem to like outly uh, despise you on some level. Uh, you certainly could try and do some influence on some of the other ones, but you definitely get the sense that, uh, you know, the first mate in the boat swan, uh, as well as, uh, you know, probably the gunners, uh, anybody who's really in with Mr. Lagra and uh, Master Scourge would probably be a waste of your time. Hmm. Um, are any of them non-Cloud Reaver dwarves, by the way? Uh, that I wouldn't. You would not know that yet. Running for them, they're not. They're not engaging you in casual conversation. So uh, you wouldn't find out from the officers in particular. Another time, you could probably do some digging around. Uh, okay. With the crew, if you want to try and find that out. 
Uh, well, I will influence uh, Cutthroat Grok. Okay. Um. So yeah, you find you find a moment. Chum around and... about the story last night. I was a. <clears throat> That was a pretty good story there. <clears throat> that was a pretty good story there, dwarf. <laughs> well, I had to dig into the old stores for you, but uh, I hope you liked it. Well, that'll definitely work. You got some more of those with you, huh? Bit of a tail spinner, Yar? Mm, a couple, a couple. I've seen a few sunsets on this rock. Uh, so what's it going to be? Uh, performance? Persuasion? Uh, that's a persuasion check. Uh, it's a nine. It's another good night for Torlin. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we will get down to it. You find out that uh, you got a raise. I'll give you a couple things. One, you find out she she talks about the scar she has on her neck. Uh, when she was 11 years old in Port, she was originally in Port Verge. Uh, she was robbed and left for dead by a gang of cutthroats uh, who literally tried to cut her throat, but she managed to succeed, and she's been... Uh, uh, it's been alive since then. She's been on the ship for uh, quite some time. She seems to be pretty chummy with uh, fish guts. And you also find, um, yeah, she she loves the song, so she's really looking forward to your further performances. She's one of the few officers that will carouse with the uh, rest of the crew on the deck and in the mess hall doing some gambling and whatnot. Um, and of note, you find out that she's like, She's really kind of hankering for something other than rum. She does like drinking. She, sometimes uh, Dana would have noticed this at times towards the end of the day. She does do some drinking with fish guts. But she's really tired of rum and would like something else. Uh, at the earliest opportunity, I will pass that on to Dana. Okay. Is there anything in particular from Russ? Um, no, I'm going to work diligently today. Okay. And... Um, We'll say, Dana, when you're walking uh, back up from your meeting with uh, Kanakar, mm -hmm. um, Giffer comes running past you. You can give me a notice check. What is everybody doing? So, toilet's running. Russ is hauling rope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try for a better roll on that. That's that's what? a five point one race. Okay. Oh, I need a roll for the boating. Uh, that's that's alright. You can hold off on that. I'm sticking with the five. Okay. 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 Um, he looks a little ashen and pale and he's like he's holding his arm and there's some blood kind of streaming down his leg and he just comes rushing past you uh running up uh to the quarter deck to mr lagra and he's just uh kind of shout he's he's speaking with mr lagra you don't quite catch what he's saying uh he seems pretty animated he's pointing down to the kind of the bottom of the deck and mr lagra after hearing for a few moments she catches your eye first dana and she's like you and she looks up and and sees you toiling as you're kind of like coming back and goes, you as well. <clears throat> you. Yes. And you, she points to you, Russ. Go down to the go down to the bilges. There's something down there, rats or something like that. Find out whatever's down there and don't come up till they're all dead. Understand? Right. Right. How do you not choose me because I am a cat? <laughs> you know that's like I would, grabbed Sorry, I won't say anything. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably choosing you because you are a cat. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a feline humanoid. Well, I am. Cat. I am going to, to take this opportunity to uh, to lead everyone back through the galley on the way down to the bilge. And is Fishgut still in there? 
Yes, he, oh yeah, he is. He's working. You guys have been working in the in the uh, in the galley. Fish guts. I need to take a few of your things to go uh, deal with whatever's in the bilge. Back back soon. And what is it you're taking when you say that? Uh, if he's still in there, I'm not going to play my hand with the sword right away. I'll take some harpoons, use like okay. or spears or whatever. I'm just asking because you didn't ask permission, so I assume that meant you just grabbed something and we're just like gonna use some of your things we'll be back yeah yeah that's that's pretty much what i'm doing i'm just doing him the courtesy of telling him i'm taking it because i want fish guts to be moderately cool with me okay he goes fair enough i'll, I'll still need your help up here when you're done oh yes just uh mr logger's on my case won't won't be a minute i'd be surprised if mr logger wasn't on the case what's that supposed to mean yeah all right and i hand ask me later I take a spear for myself and say, I certainly will, and offer a couple more to the others if anyone takes one. There's one spear and two harpoons. All right. um, I'm going to offer harpoons to the others then and, and keep the spear. Uh, Russ will take a harpoon. Actually, no, Russ will not take a harpoon because if we have the two others. You know that I'm trusty with those pole arms. I'll be fine. Oh, okay. Um, and I guess. Then Truco's getting the other one. Yeah, Rus, you have a, you have a dagger. Or you can use mine. I'll take a dagger, sure. Now, um, uh, be, as you're leaving, Fishcoach goes. If you're going down to the bill, just take some torches with you. There's no light down there. Thank you, Fishcoach. Probably use instead of the knife. Or uh, I will. I will take, a, take a lantern. Oh, oh, even better, even better. Well, Take a lantern in one hand and a spear in the other, I, I guess. I won't need it, but oh. sure. Russ will take a lantern. Oh, man, the, the, the dagger didn't seem to end up on Russell's character sheet. That's all right. Oh, no. I have a feeling I'm not going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have that feeling, too. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a little piece of his equipment. Mm -hmm. True. Um, so how many lanterns do y'all take? And who's taking them? Russ will take a lantern. I I can I see one without one. I'll, yeah, I don't I think can lead we... the way, as a matter of fact. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Don't need two lanterns, and I want a spare hand, so I'll, I'll just stick with Russ by the lantern. Okay. Uh, so you head down to the, the uh, weapon stick, and then down by, uh, you know, the ladder that goes all the way down to the brig also continues going down right into the bilges. Mm -hmm. um, uh, question for you, GM. Was I supposed to spend all the money, or was the sixth day payment for the fiddle? Uh, the sixth day was to make up for not having all the money. Okay. And um, as we're as we're heading, making our way down below decks, did did any of the others see how badly injured Giffer was, or was it just me? Uh, it was mostly just you. All right. On on our way down, I would relay to the others. Uh, I saw Giffer's injuries. It was not caused by any rat. But it's not Jiffer? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's somebody who makes a funny animation. I don't know what compelled me to say that. <clears throat> no, um, Giffer was badly wounded. His arm was ripped up. His leg was bloodied. Whatever we're walking into down there is... Um, well, whatever it is, couldn't have just appeared on a ship unexpected and be that fierce. Stay on your guard. There's, there's maybe more to this than meets the eye. 
Well, this isn't cool. Yeah. Where's our trusty cat? Uh, in the middle of the ship, of the deck, of the main deck. What can I... Ah, there you are. Sometimes Come I got to zoom way out and it's hard to find the tokens. Lift. Hmm, for some reason, Russ's token, it is not. Didn't do it. It's not giving the full distance for the torch. It's a slight problem. Are you just seeing a small diameter around you? I'm Less. seeing a small circle, roughly about one and a partial squares distance. It should be more than that, but that's not happening. Uh, oh, yeah. That is less. Now I see Torlan. This is like one square circle with Ruskell in the center. Yeah. Now I. Um, now I have. A... Yeah, I'm just like toggling on the the light for all of you. I'm not sure what the problem is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll sort it out later. All right. Uh, so at least give give all of you a, a little illumination. But it is uh, the bilges. So this is down oh. very bottom of the boat. Uh, all of you kind of know. So the bilges <clears throat> it's below the waterline. They tend to be foul, damp places. Um, they often tend to be very hot. There's always generally some standing water in here because all ships leak and this is where the water kind of pools. Um, it's a lot of stagnant water. Um, you know, uh, particularly Torlin and Russ are probably feeling grateful that they haven't been signed down to the bilges yet. But, uh, you know, during the course of the day, swaps have been assigned down here to bury out, uh, to pay, to uh, work the uh, bilge pumps to get water out um, and to deal with stuff down here. Uh, there are, you can see, you know, there's some thick cobwebs about uh, the waters. Certainly, uh, you know, it's about thigh height on Russ. Uh, and everybody else, Torland is probably a little bit, a little bit higher than that. Um, there's a couple. There's some debris and detritus down here, uh, some old crates and things like that that you can tell in the water. But the water is very brackish, and uh, you certainly can't see into it at all. Well, we can't see below the surface of the water at all. Yeah, it is not. It, it's very brackish and dark, and uh, not clear in the slightest. So if someone were to put their head below the water who had dark vision and take a look, they probably wouldn't see anything. Would, would that be safe for, for my character to assume? Uh, yeah, and you're not sure that they would want to go and put their head under this particular water and open their eyes anyways. Oh, no, they wouldn't at all, but I'd still ask them if, they, if, it, if it was useful. Um, I, I'm... It is not. It is, it is, despite the cold weather, since it is winter, um, it is still actually fairly uh, hot down here. Uh, it's definitely warmer down here. Um, Let's find a wall. Probably start walking... Call it west. All right, I'll I'll stick with Russ again because I don't I need the lantern and you know strength the numbers and all that. Someone goes, I will follow. I prefer to stay back in the lines, not in front. Okay. Um. Everybody, make me a notice check. Oh, where'd my card go? There you go. You can hit C and bring up your character sheet. Oh, that's really helpful. Rusko got a ace on the d4 for a d6, or uh, sorry, for a six total. That's an 11 for Truco. And for Show me up a bit. <laughs> the dim light is uh, messing with me here. So what, What? Uh, so Truco got an 11, yes. Russ got a six. What did it get? And what Torlin get? Two, three. Okay. 
Um. So you guys spent some minutes just kind of like slowly going through here and, and uh, uh, are you just looking in the water for the rats or are you doing anything else? Um, I'm looking for anything of value as well. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> I mean, did you ask? Did you, what, do you, what do you expect? Um, Russ is uh, looking actually, I think, upward. You know, the just in case. He said there were cobwebs. Mm, good call. I'm looking around for, like, checking corners particularly. Okay. Um, I, um, Dana's like, uh, while well, Russ is watching the top, Dana's kind of uh, poking with the haft of her spear into the water as they go to see if uh, see if nothing turns up, if there's no rot that might trip them up or anything like that. Okay. So let's see if I can do this. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, Torlan will assist with that. Oh, it went. So, um, we will say, Truco, you find, um, you find a crate that had a bunch of packing straw in it and stuff like that, and buried amongst the straw, you actually find quite a few things. Um, All right. You find a, 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 breast, a leather breastplate, uh, a heavy mace, a morning star, a cutlass, and a small pouch with 12 sovereigns in it. I would definitely take the sovereigns and say a morning star. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mace, but the ball at the end has spikes. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I can't use all this. I don't like just to use um, heavy stuff. So uh, I would probably but, communicate that to the group. Yeah. Okay. But before you're able to do anything, sure. um, it went dark again. Yeah. That's kind of sucks. Well, doesn't matter. All right. Uh, Torlin, you 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 are Truco. You sense something um, in the water before it happens, and Dana, you notice a slight movement in the water beforehand, just as this huge rat. Um, yes, it does, and you got a second card. This huge rat comes out of the water and bites at Torlin. Rodents of unusual size. I don't believe in them. Absolutely. These suckers are, they're about two feet long. And it just comes like, it's surprised out of the water. It has the drop on you. Oh, dear. Wow. Even with 10s and 11s. Uh, where, where? Well, it's got the drop on Torlin. Ah. Question. Uh, Truco was uh, with the crate, right? With that, uh, with the, the crate and the yeah. upper, upper, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Just to, just to clarify. So the rat bites you in the leg, Torlin. Hmm. Very nice. Oh man, that's I could do much better for damage. Yeah, bring it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this does not include. Uh, there's another six to that, so that actually would have been a twelve. There's still two bunnies. Oh, I am redoing that. So here's a question. It's not. A, I am not shaken or stunned. Is the foe moving into my reach? Or do I get a first strike? No, you don't get first strike because it has the drop on you. <laughs> okay. Thought I'd ask. <laughs> um, I'll spend my last penny. There we go. Yeah. Oof. Oof. That's... Oh, that's going to hurt. 
That's what we're talking about. Oh my god. That's another statement. Why you gotta be so fatalistic, Michael? Okay. Let's, uh... I like how much Michael enjoys, like, the extreme rolls. So, for those listening, I just rolled a 29 for damage. That is, uh... That'll be good for six wounds on uh, Torlin. Oh, that'll be nice. Uh, Let's go. Do you want to, uh, soak that? Does the little card that comes up that says... Has you spent a Betty for a soak? Okay. Oh, double aces. Whoa, okay. Another ace. Okay. That's a turnaround of events. Uh, so what's that put me to? Uh, four wounds. That does soak. No, that does soak three of the wounds, which still gives you three wounds. I mean, isn't there a cap for the wounds? Did we? Oh yeah, because we're using the wound cap rule. Yeah. I. I, I didn't think we were using the wound cap rule. I don't recall the conversation. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I mean, whatever you guys <laughs> I know we talked about it. I thought we all agreed not to do wound cap yeah. because something I mean, like this can happen. Right now, we are choosing to forget <laughs> that we did talk about it. And Michael so. was like, no, don't use wound cap. Bring it. All right. Well, hey, let's see. Well, it got brought. Got brought. Wait, it says uh, I've been able to soak three wounds. Okay. Yep. So uh, this doesn't overwrite this good one. If I just got to worry about a crit fail, right? No, even in a soak roll, crit fail doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, so I can try and do better than three, basically. Yeah, so you you can't do worse than what you've done already. Okay. And double twos, you definitely did do worse. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's good for three wounds. So it just like comes up... Um, there was like a gasp from Dana just at the last moment that got you to kind of like move. So um, it was actually coming up on the inside of your leg and would have probably severed one of your arteries down low in one of your legs, but it kind of misses that. But it does like grab you fiercely. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I want to use an adventure card. Go for it. If possible. Uh, you can use an adventure card anytime you want. I will show it, got? and it's contact. Uh, your hero finds contact. a friend or acquaintance who helps him in his current situation, but I want to use it in this context uh, to say that uh, at a later well, time, uh, Sandara was uh, asked to come uh, to this place with us, and she right now is well, appearing at the situation. That's that's my suggestion. I, I love you're taking charge of this, but I do get okay. to interpret the cards. Okay, um, okay, that's good. Uh, so yeah, contact a friend or acquaintance to help him out in the current situation. Yeah. Except current situation is Torlin being almost uh, in a yeah. really bad situation. Give me a um, give me a vigor roll, Torlin. And I'll also give you a spirit roll. And this would be a good time for a fear check, but oh, it's a success. <laughs> That's a success with even three wounds, man. Yeah. Uh, so you got a seven on the vigor check with a minus three penalty from the three wounds. Um, and you got a four on your spirit roll uh, for first contact. What's that a roll for? That's again for your... Uh... Uh, that was the fear check. So it would have been before the, whenever the initiative was rolled. Well, no, I, it's actually appropriate this happens there because it had the drop on you. You didn't even know this was coming till after sure. it happened. Uh, so it's actually, this is an appropriate time for it to happen. A uh, question um, for you. Um, I don't see the wounds like labeled on my sheet at all. Is it somewhere else now? No, it should be on the on your sheet. If, if you open up your sheet, uh, the very first page it should be fatigue wounds, or yeah. right underneath the traits tab. Yeah, uh, it says zero out of three. 
I did saw three out of three just a second ago. I don't know if mm. someone changed that, but there you go. Now yeah. it's three out of three. Okay. Um, Maybe you refresh it or close it oh, the no. window and reopen it. Dana. All right. Um, and the rat currently has its jaws locked around Torland. Ah, uh, locked-ish. But yeah, it's not. It's not a vice grip necessarily. All right. I'm going to. Uh, yell to the other two help me and I'm gonna play my adventure card and then stab right into this rat with my spear so what this means is that anybody who makes a support roll this round that support is doubled so if you want people to support you you would want to go on hold let them take the support action towards you because the value is doubled, then take your action after you get the support rolls. Because if you attack now, you're not going to get any support. Uh, would you guys be amenable to that? Depends what you want to do with your turn. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, it's a good time. I mean, from oh one support roll, you could potentially get a plus four. So. Yeah. And I need to go grab my cheat sheet of Ed of martial flexibility stuff anyway. So yeah, I will. I'll just yell, help him, and go on hold. Okay. Uh, Truco, you are next. Okay, uh, I was planning something, but now that uh, that turn of Dana happened, I will. Uh, let me think. I will um, go with the spear that I have, approach uh, the rat, and. Um, so you you yeah. can. Uh, yeah flavor support and saying something like, you know, I take my spear and I like start stabbing at the rat to kind of like uh, yeah, I was distract it or, or to make it like lose a, its focus yeah, and like make a fighting I, make yeah, a like fighting roll as a support. Does okay, that make sense? Okay, was, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I, mean, I was playing like like when a dog is like biting someone that you try to put something in between his in his mouth and try to pull it out okay. of, the, of the bite and I will try to like uh, get my spear uh, I mean, if the rat is large enough, which it seems to be, uh, try to, even though, try to uh, perform or try to pierce his mouth and trying to get the spear in between uh, his jaw, right? Uh, and try to yeah. pull it out. So to so take out. Make make a fighting roll, and this will okay. be a support roll for Dana. All right. Uh, that will be a fighting roll. Uh, anything illumination? No, nothing, right? There is without any. No, it's a, it's a support roll, so okay. you're not actually making a fighting attack. That's a six. I will use a Benny. Why not? Uh, I will use another Benny. Hopefully, nothing bad. Uh, I will use another Benny. Third Benny. Uh, what you guys are so worried about? Six. No, I have too much uh, Benny, so I want to spend <laughs> it. Uh, actually. So Actually, was your first your first roll was the six and the four? It's just a flush wound. Uh, yeah, six and a four. Okay, actually, never mind. It stays the same. So six is the highest it's... so far. Yeah, I know I have this scale. Oh, because you tar you targeted small. the rat to make the fighting roll. Right. Uh, is he so the? But since you're doing small, a support, right? Since you're doing a support roll, you wouldn't actually be targeting the rat. Oh, all right. So that would be an eight, in reality. No, it. Uh, it wouldn't. Okay, I have a gang up bonus and I have a, a nope. vulnerable nope. state, so that um, wouldn't apply, right? Yeah, because you're, uh, we're just flaving your action as going after the rat, but it's it's a support role for Dana. Okay, okay, so that would be a five then. 
without five. Uh, that is so. That's a plus modifiers. one. You, you got two more bennies if you want to go for that crit failure. Uh, I'm tempted to. I, you know, I really love that, but uh, to to fail. Uh, but uh, no, keep it I'm at that. Keep it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so that gives a plus two to Dana. Russ, I. Uh, did you kind of follow how essentially he's just flavoring an attack action, but it's actually a support role rather than an actual attack? Yeah. You could do that kind of stuff with support roles and tests as you can flavor them, you know, like an attack, but use them as a test or a support. Um, there's an upper limit to what uh, what we can get with support or what we can give with support roles, right? Normally, yes. But since this is coming from a adventure card, uh, I may... Uh, supersede that. Sure. Uh, then in that case, Russ is going to come down and basically do essentially the same thing uh, with the dagger, uh, which you actually are going to use apparently. Um, lantern in, in left hand, dagger in the right, and uh, basically try and, and do little kind of stabs and try and find some place to sort of uh, get a good wrench or a good hold on this thing uh, and try and clear lane for, okay. for Dana. So do not target the rat. I'm not targeting the rat now. Okay. And you want me to, uh, what would you like me to roll? Uh, that sounds like a fighting role, what you're doing. Alrighty. Uh, that is a four. Uh, and I'll go ahead and fish for the crit failure with one Benny. Uh, that is a Ooh. ace on the D6 for a 10 total. Nice. 10 total. So that gives Dana, since you're using the action card, we'll let go of the limit. So that gives you a plus six right. for your support. So you have plus six to the uh, fighting roll. All right. Well, I'm going to, yeah. Oh, my token just oh. disappeared. Yeah, the- and She yeah. went up the ladder. Teleport. Bye. <laughs> up, up she goes. <laughs> Say bye. bye. <laughs> I didn't move my token. It's it's just haunted. Um, uh, right. Um, so go ahead and target the rat. I need these dice to clear off the screen first. There a way to I don't know how to do that. Oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. So first, first things first, martial flexibility to take formation fighter to increase my gang of bonus by one up to a max of four. Okay. So then uh, you're going to want to click on the trait roll modifier, plus one, plus two, and plus four for a total of plus seven. On the trait roll modifier. Um, by, okay. I need to actually choose the spear first. Yeah. No, under on the uh, dice tray um, underneath the chat window, there's the uh, modifiers for better rolls. Oh, right. Yeah. No, that's all right. It's been a while since we used that. So sorry, that was a plus. You're at a total of plus seven. So click the plus one, plus two and plus four. All right. Here we go. Um, I have something way to say, but I don't think she'd say it right now because she's dialed in. And here we go. Uh, so that's 14 to hit. Yep. So that's a, that's a raise on damage. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, hit the plus D6. Oh, oh, oh. Explosions oh. Hey. galore there. Oh, man. Nice. You don't fuck with Torlin on my watch. You just don't. It's a total of 24 for damage. Yep. And how do you take out the rat? I let out a... And just like shove that spear so hard through its neck that it winds up like 
pushed up onto the spear off of Torlin's leg and just like drop it down to under under the water. Is this actually clear deck here that I'm seeing at the bottom of the map? No, not really. I mean, pretty much the whole thing is I shove it down into the water and take a few extra stabs to make sure it is good and dead. Sounds good. Uh, that is out. Was there anything you wanted to do with your turn, uh, Torlin? Uh, stumble back into a crate and try and use it as a uh, shield. <laughs> okay. Yes, that all this happened all extremely quickly. Yeah. Um, and we will conclude our session here tonight, right there, uh, with Torland severely hurt from a bite with a rat. Um, as they're fighting, as you all are fighting down in the uh, brackish water of the bilges, um, and you all have been down here for you know probably about forty-five minutes or so, just kind of like wandering around and stuff. Like there, there's a quite some times passing here in this dark place, and uh, we will come back here next week. All right. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.